Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to our Robin's Podcast number five here on the old bench at the old shop and uh, usual crew with us today. Myself, uh, Richard Williams, and Skyler to my right. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> Drew is across from me and Steve across to me from my left. So um, glad to be here. Today we're going to just... Uh, get into it talk about what's new it's been a little bit since we did a podcast so we're gonna go over our furnace giveaway we're gonna talk about some experiences this is uh, nearing the end of our 20th anniversary in business so um maybe go over some highlights and fun times and funny times and all, all that so i feel like if it means anything it means steve's old <laughs> yeah when i started i didn't have any gray hair I got a full head of it now. I feel like we have some little part to do in that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my wife says anyways, yeah. She says I I cause her gray hair. How come you're more gray than Steve is? Yeah. I have one more kid. Oh, that is true. Uh, So what else is new? What's been going on in your life recently? Man, it's... uh, it's Christmas time with little kids. I have a, you know, I have a three-year-old and a almost seven-year-old. So it's it's full blown in my house. Uh, whole elf on the shelf situation. The whole the whole nine. So it's it's Christmas city around my house. So it's it's a lot of fun. I, I love it. It's a lot of fun for the kids. And we, you know, we had our company Christmas party the other night. And my kids, literally, my little my three-year-old only Christmas party she's ever been to is the Robin's Christmas party every year. And she's only done two before that. So and she just kept telling me the whole I love Christmas parties I love Christmas parties so she thought that that was uh, the best time ever and she didn't even make it out of the parking lot for she went to sleep so that was that was a good time I think it's cool just kind of thinking about 20 years and what we do and all that stuff it's cool to have a company Christmas party that invites kids so it's always fun for my kids too to be able to come and have a good time and make it make it more family friendly than just a bunch of adults getting together I think there's a time for that, but the Christmas party is a fun time for all the kids to be there. So, mm-hmm. Especially when they get the toys open, they can play together. And I know with my crew, especially the girls, the younger ones, you see a bunch of the girls all circled around with their toys playing and stuff like that. That's where it's like, man, that's awesome. Gets the, Just to see the joy, they get the, the toys and all that stuff, and they get to play with them right then and there. Man, it's like Christmas 2.0 for them. Yeah. I think just looking back on it, it's kind of interesting. I think our first uh, Christmas party was probably just Michelle and I, and we went to dinner, and that was probably about it. So just to see where it's coming. I know that was kind of one of Michelle's big dreams is when we do a Christmas party, it's all the families, and I've kind of bucked against it a couple times because it's chaos. But she she loves it. She loves having all the kids there and giving the gifts to the kids, and I think the kids look forward to it now. So it's pretty cool. What was the first Christmas party that I went to? Was it Holos Hermanitos? I think we, and we didn't do kids that year. We just did uh, just did dinner in the back room back there. And it was small enough crew at that point that we could fit everybody back there. And then we moved to the little schoolhouse on La Plata Highway because they have a big kind of ballroom. Mm-hmm. And did it out there as we kind of outgrew that. Did it at the Civic Center one year. And that's when we really started bringing families in, I think, is when we went out to the schoolhouse and then from there forward has been with the family. So, Yeah, I think we did. We did. We went Civic Center and then back to the schoolhouse, didn't we? Because I think my first Christmas party was at the Civic Center, or was it? It was. Mm-hmm. The smaller rooms with the windows, and that's when Rudy Rudy showed up with a several plus ones. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, that was iconic, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, that was freaking really cool. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, all the Christmas parties have been a ton of fun, man. I, I look forward to them every year. So, um, something else we did this holiday season to kind of recap on is the furnace giveaway, and we did a little video that we released on social media about that and some of the details and and showing the the recipients and stuff but um maybe we can just reminisce on that for a little bit and talk about the years previous and what how it's kind of grown and where it's come from and all that kind of stuff i think we uh just kind of start from where it started you know we were talking about some ideas of how we can give back to the community and one of our uh one of our longtime employees then um came up with the with the idea to give furnaces away and we all thought about it and thought it was going to be a great idea. So Lance brought that to us, and he's kind of the one that had the brainchild on it. And, and it's been a good deal. It's been a good deal for members of the community. It's been a good deal for us. 
to be able to give back and do some of that stuff. So it's it's been good. Uh, no, I think it's cool. And then I think that year we just did one furnace. And uh, we're lucky to be able to partner with our distributors on that who help make it possible because we've always donated the labor costs and the, the manpower to actually get that done. But we've had some support there on the costs of the furnace and the, the materials that it took to get that done. So, And then the next year we had others reach out and we were able to start doing two furnaces and then this year we were able to do three and with the help of a couple distri distributors and the new mexico gas company reached out last year and helped us out with doing a third one and and so that was cool to see that where i think all of us you know if you're on natural gas here in this area you basically have to buy your natural gas from new mexico gas company and you know there's not other options where some cities may have other utility providers that you can purchase utilities from but just cool to see that they don't have to do something like that but they do want to be involved and they offer the rebate programs and kind of some of the incentives to to help our homeowners out and so it's cool to see that from them you know the the really cool part is <clears throat> a couple of years ago we you know we tried to see if anybody else was interested in how much how many other companies literally contacted us for and we got to the point where we're like oh okay this is this is too much like we didn't we didn't accept we're not trying to buy these people a new house you know even though we would love to but that's not you know that's not it's a little you know a little out of our range there so but um just the overwhelming support from the from the community and the other small businesses the locally owned businesses um majestic electric san juan signs mnr plumbing you know all these guys just to name a few that come out and they really they really support and they really care and they pitch in anything they could whether it be a service or a dollar amount or or any of that nature you know a gift card a basket whatever i think that makes a big difference too as well mm -hmm. and i think cool just seeing the progression of it and like not just contractors and stuff like you know chick-fil-a and stuff like that stepping up and coming through to where it's it's a full circle thing for the whole community you know i think that's that's been the coolest thing to see it kind of we planted a seed and now it's blossoming and i'm excited for the future years to see what what else comes of it you know and plus it's the best part about it is you're you're helping somebody in the community in need so that's that's the coolest part and communities pulling together which is the best part about it that's pretty cool yeah one thing that i noticed uh <clears throat> first couple of years that we were doing it we we had some of our own customers um call in and ask how they can help and how they can be a part of it not just businesses but we've had customers call in and say hey how can we help yeah and then some of that too just to kind of piggyback off of what's said is we've had others that have reached out which i think is is awesome but then it's always amazing to me because we thought of others that we work pretty closely with you know spellbring constructions one and you know san one signs that maybe they weren't ones that had approached us in the past but we more so were like how can how can we involve some more help this year as we've kind of grew this thing and and uh you know just it wasn't a second thought you know you asked those those others to pitch in and and help out and they're just you know more than more than willing so just to see the charitable hearts in the community and those who are willing to help out where's where there's a need and pretty cool i i think i get kind of touched by that kind of stuff and i i like the way we have it set up as far as uh you know, I think there's some that are just like, hey, it's a lottery. Anybody can put in and anybody can win. And and that's fun and cool. But then you kind of see these other programs throughout the country where they're helping those in need. And, and I'm glad that we've set it up the way we have where we really encourage those that nominate and those those who, you know, receive a furnace that there truly is a need in the home, you know, and, and helping making lift somebody's burden, make it a little easier in, in the things that maybe they're going through in their life and stuff like that so i i appreciate the program just being able to help out those that truly have a need and you know what we don't normally talk about is <clears throat> on the on the other side of that is like we present the opportunity for the guys that work here it's not just us that are that are helping these people out you know they we all come in and we we all vote on them and we all you know the installers get to go out and install and there's been a couple times where the service guys that went instead of you know unfortunately you know the furnace went somewhere else but we felt like on one of our home visits we could go out and you know possibly fix their existing furnace and get them back up and running and, and we've done that so i think um getting all the guys involved i think is is really a kind of an underrated aspect of kind of the whole the whole situation so mm -hmm. yeah cool well we we'll look forward to keeping that going in the coming years for sure see an end to it i just you know see it uh improving and 
and you know it's a it's an awesome deal it's it's fun to see those those people that uh, find a little joy in their lives and you know i just think about the thing, little things we take for granted like having a warm house and having a you know warm cooked meal and a refrigerator that has food in it and and things like that and i'm you know those are little things that we on a daily basis can easily take for granted and so it's humbling to be able to see you know there are those that need heat in their house and uh it's an awesome deal to be able to you know do something about that for just a few few families each year so but um so as as our 20th year in business nears an end we're gonna talk about some experiences and situations and funny things and you know good things and and maybe even humbling or touching things that have happened throughout the years like we were just talking about the furnace giveaway and some of the changes we've made up to this point steve mentioned kind of the way the christmas party's grown but maybe what are some things that stick out to you guys about uh throughout the years what what experiences or things stand out in your mind i mean i think out of everybody sitting at this table i have the shortest tenure i'm six and a half years give or take um here at robbins but since i've been here man it's when i i think when i started working here there's 12 or 13 of us um <clears throat> and just how it's grown like there's 24 25 of us now whatever it is but the the cool thing about that is the culture's never changed so the entire time we've you know i've as as the hiring process has changed as much as it has to right um i feel like what we've done a really good job honing in on the pinpoint of who makes robins robins right it's it's the guys the employees that make robins robins so um just just a thought about that i was thinking about that the other day how we've grown to almost double the size or real i mean is double the size now a bigger building you know all this stuff and the guys the the culture hasn't changed at all we're still tight-knit if you see one of us outside of work we're there's normally two or three of us at a time so that's uh that's pretty cool about one of the things that's changed and also something that stayed the same you know so i just think you know piggybacking off of skylar i mean coming up on 10 years for me just a little bit less than richard um i think by what five months richard i'm behind you if you will um but i think not only with people but just the amount of people that we've touched in the not only for employees to get their goals in life you know what I mean to from getting their first home or starting a family and having the you think about from when we first started to now how many kids you know what I mean are <clears throat> it's insane I mean of course you know half of those are you know attributed to my side but um but you know that speaks a lot for a company man when when someone's comfortable at where they're working at and stuff like that then you know they're comfortable enough to be able to bring and make their family grow bigger you know so i think that's one of the biggest things i've noticed is is we've we've always had good people um and the people that that are here we've we've helped make those changes for their lives and it's one of those it's could be like i said their first home together with their with their significant other or you know adding multiple kids to your family i think that speaks a lot to what we're trying to do for sure one of my favorite experiences and uh, obviously i'm more shallow than you are so i was just thinking about uh how many years ago was that when we just had white trucks with black letters on them was that eight years ago the first truck i drove was that way uh-huh it was the last one though oh, everything really? else had a wrap besides that one truck it didn't even have a bed on it it was just a regular pickup truck with a letter rack on it It had the black and white lettering yeah i was just thinking about that and how you know kind of at that time we were thinking well we live in farmington new mexico and there's a million white oil field trucks out on the road and they all are fords for the most part and we drive around in white fords that have some black letters on them but it's really it was hard to stand out so we uh it was, it was fun to see the image change and i think that that whole image served a purpose for a long time and so i don't, I don't think we should take away from that i think it you know just new and improved and and built upon what was already there because the image of robbins has always stood out for quality you know and that's what we strive for is is you know trying to provide quality and uh but then I think this the the catching logos and the the image change there with the bright colors and stuff has put put kind of a 
a face behind that image if you if you will i guess but uh just that was fun to see that happen from just going from white trucks to something that's wrapped and and getting the comments of man we see your trucks all over the place well they used to be out there not not as many as there are today but they were out there before you know but uh just being able to hear people say yeah we see your trucks all over it's cool but yeah it's interesting when i think back over the last 20 years really it feels like two different businesses right there was the first 10 years and then this last 10 years um but i remember when we got that truck and put the put the sticker on it that first one and we were so proud of it and two kids scared to death if we if we fail i guess we just go homeless or something i don't know we wouldn't have been homeless but i remember the day that we started the our company it was the scariest most exciting day that we've had other than having a kid after that and then there was four scary exciting days um but it really it really was those first 10 years was just brutal you know it was we we had some helpers throughout those first 10 years and it was me and maybe one or two other guys and we'd stay up all night long building duckwork for the job next day and it was it was a lot of fun so i put a lot of hours into it and and same with michelle you know she was trying to raise kids and bring them up and and do that and make a business work and all that. And then, you know, we finally decided to, to grow the business and, and buy a building and, and put some employees on. And then there's the last 10 years. And so it's been uh, been two different two different companies really for, for us and, and seeing how that all works out in the end. So super grateful to not just be me anymore. I'm getting older. I don't get to crawl around in those crawl spaces anymore. I don't think I can do it all day, every day anymore, so. Uh, what are we talking about? The notable changes? I don't know. Yeah, notable changes. Uh, funny experiences. How about funny experiences? Yeah, Let's funny experiences. Oh, funny experiences. We've had a bunch. So one of my favorite probably with Skyler is him bench pressing a mobile home. It's not funny. So he was under there trying to run a line set for uh, add an AC to it, and there's there's a plastic liner that was underneath this thing, right? And he's laid down there trying to get a trying to get the line set up and uh and something moved underneath of him and it happened to be a snake in between yeah, I, in between I, the ground and the in the plastic liner been terrified i, I think I you lived there a couple you? times in my life and that was definitely one of them like at first uh, like when i felt it i was like oh that was weird and i i i sat up i sat up and i kind of i didn't want to feel the ground though i didn't feel it with my hands i just looked i was watching the plastic real close and it's just me underneath this house if you can picture this it's dark it's just me you know and i'm like just the the light beaming through the hole and that you know i'm trying to feed the line set through and and i'm like hey, um hold on i think there's something underneath me i was i was yelling to the apprentice at the time and i was like, oh my gosh so i was all no, I don't. The plastic ain't moving. I don't. So I laid back down, and it gave it about two seconds, and then it really started moving. And I, I never. I think I hit my head four times running out of the crawl space. So it was standing you know, up. Yeah, <laughs> man. I just. I don't do good with snakes. I'm not. I'm not a very good snake person. I can deal with spiders and you know, other bugs all day, but not snakes. I can't do it. So that was not a good day. Yeah, I was terrified. That was very scary. We had a one that. Uh quite a while back but hunter went and actually helped me on uh putting in a we needed to put in a transfer tube and for some reason we went and did it i can't remember if it like what, the install guys were tied up or what so we put in this well and then risky ended up coming over and helping us i think we went and got started and then he met us over there anyway but we we were helping him out and went and got started because he was tied up on a job anyway so i'm laying there on my back and and uh holding the duct and uh, I told Hunter, okay, screw it together because it wasn't a very big crawl space. So screw it together and I'm holding it. And uh, then he's all, huh. And then I kind of turned around and there was a dead raccoon right behind us. Oh my just, just, gosh. Just laying right there. Like, hmm. Don't touch that. Yeah, yeah don't. Yeah, that's not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> or what about the time that uh, I think it was, I think it was Rudy got stuck in the crawl space because the skunk. <laughs> it was. Uh, over there off of Murray Drive, you know, and he was all on one side, and they said they just seen it flash by, and they didn't know what it was, so they, they, I mean, of course, you're in a crawl space, and you're just sitting there watching, like, for something else to move, and then they seen some eyes all of a sudden, they're like, but it just happened to be right by the crawl space entrance, and I remember they called, and they were like, what, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to get out of here? Like, it, it was, that was pretty funny. That was, I think was D comical. was with him at the I, time. I think so, too. And D said he'd never seen him come out of the crawl space so fast. <laughs> He was he was moving. 
That's got to be the worst, though. When you're in a crawl space and you start shining lights and there's eyeballs looking at you. All you see is the eyeballs. You have no idea what it is right off the rip. And it's. And hopefully it's not a feral cat at that. Yeah. There was one customer we were getting, had to go underneath the crawl space. And afterwards, she's like, yeah, we've had a real bad issue with, like, bobcats underneath there. Mm -mm. Really? Really? That would have been fantastic because I wouldn't have gone under there. That would have been fantastic. You just took my best case scenario and just nixed that. (laughs) Not best case scenario being a cat. Yeah. 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 Big old bobcat. Yeah, big old bobcats down there. We've had issues. That would have been fantastic to know. Did you see any? No, no, I didn't. Thank goodness I didn't see any bobcats underneath there. I remember I was just barely starting here, and me and Hiram were going to go do a job, a little, little duck job, uh, kind of downtown at a little house, and there's a crawl space. And one of Steve's strong suits is that he's very detailed. So I remember this job because I was pretty new and getting used to being in crawl spaces and getting used to being in attics and stuff. And so Steve takes a piece of paper, and he draws out this house, and he, uh, so anyway, it's outlined in the crawl space. And he said, so the crawl space axis is here. And they said, right here. And he put an X on the paper. He said, there's a big black widow spider right there. And he said, uh, you might want to kill it before it kills you. <laughs> so the whole, so I'm getting in the crawl space because I'm new. And I'm like, okay, he said, it's right here. I'm all, just crawling around. All, okay, it's got to be right here somewhere. And sure enough, it was like dead, dead, dead exactly where he said it was going to be. Yeah. I was like. Oh, there it is. It's big, too. It's a big one. X marks the spot. <laughs> I know. And then I killed him. So I, I did. I, I made it. I uh, I got him. So Black widows are terrifying, too. I could I could deal with it more than a snake. It's not near as scary as a snake, but just like the the monsters you get that are quarter size or half dollar size. It's like, man, that thing just looks violent. Like, and it, <laughs> like, it probably isn't at all, but it's like, yeah, I just, I'm sorry, I have to kill you immediately. It's a, I have to kill you before you kill me. Yeah, it's, that's always a good It's time. survival mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Or you get in the crawl spaces where you can't see 10 foot in because of all the cobwebs. Oh, so you just stick a PVC. Let's go. Well, you just screwdriver. Make, make me a tunnel. No, screwdriver is too close. That's too close. I got about a, about a four footer of PVC. Let's single it out there. My favorite is talking to people that, uh, like don't do what we do on a daily basis they're obviously not in crawl spaces every single day and uh they're always like aren't you like scared of spiders and stuff and i always just say well if if, uh if i can't see them they can't see me that's my that's my my go-to saying and then uh, i always explain to them like you can always tell a black widow web because it's real like it's real sticky and and like real high tensile strength so you can hear like snapping anyway so it's fun to crawl through a crawl space and you know when you hit a black widow web and you just go and you just keep crawling just like well here it goes yeah mm-hmm. the biggest mistake you make is like when you do when you are laying on the ground and you're working on your back or something and then like don't stop and look around yeah. that's a terrible thing yeah it's that's the worst thing you could ever and your imagination do. starts yeah, running it's bad yeah, yeah. Yep. like i've caught myself a couple times i'm just laying there and i'm like i haven't moved in like eight minutes like, I've just been laying down here looking around, like, freaking myself out for no reason. Turns out you're surrounded by four bobcats at that point. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they have you cornered, and you don't even know it. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. There's a, one other one I was thinking of was, uh, you remember that guy in Bloomfield that he said his mom had something living in her attic? So you guys opted to send me out there to look at it. Because there was a hole in the ductwork and something had fell down into the furnace from the top, from the cat. Yeah, that was gnarly. But uh, but I was in the attic, and uh, he's like, I think we got everything out of there, so you're good. Because I just went to look at the ductwork. So anyway, the, the guy tells me, I think you're good. I think we got everything out of there. So I get up there, and I crawl all the way back to where the furnace is at. And I'm shining my flashlight around, doing what I shouldn't be doing. Shining my flashlight around. All of a sudden, eyes just go, pew, run through the, run through the, the attic. And I was all, I'm out. <laughs> crawl back out of there hey uh, you got more animals up there you have to figure that out because i don't know what it is you need an exterminator yeah that's pretty rough talk about just a, i don't know if it's a funny situation but you remember that one job we did several years back in bloomfield that the whole crawl space was filled with like three inches of water you remember that one and then richard's all yeah well you have to re-insulate that whole duck system <laughs> 
floor. The crawl space is like less than two foot tall. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I were, I mean, we were soaked from head to toe. I think that that one was me and Rudy too, and just having the worst time ever. And then after we get done, you know, we crawl out of the crawl space. We're dripping wet, just covered in mud. We we laughed it off. It was pretty funny, but and that was that was a, that was a bad one. Yeah, that one was terrible. What about uh, unique or maybe interesting experiences? Maybe we've covered some of those, but if you, what else stands out? Unique experiences. I mean, going to as far as just maybe leadership team status, going to that, going to the echelon front experience last year was wild. That was awesome. Probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. That one's a tough one to beat, and that was that was going to be my go-to on that one. Which we, and we, I mean, we've done cool stuff, right? It's it's, I think it's more the opportunity than the experience itself, right? How many how many companies do you go to that takes their guys to Top Golf, takes their guys, runs down and goes to a, you know a golf tournament that's three hours from here, you know, and just has a great time. I think another couple of cool experiences that uh, Michelle and I have had um, while while in business is um, one of our distributors, Johnstone has invited us a, a couple of times um, to other Johnstones that do uh, dealer meetings and stuff like that and had us sit in front of a bunch of contractors that we didn't know and get to talk about our, our business and how we do stuff. And there was questions and answers and, you know, you kind of hope for the best and, and answer some questions and stuff like that. But I think that's been that's been a cool cool experience for us. We've done it three times. Um, nice, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a good feeling, yeah. You invited back to do it. You must have done something right the first time. So hopefully <laughs> that was the case. You know, and, and going to some of those, we got to meet a, meet a lot of people um, and get some of those experiences. Or I know working with, with BDR, uh, Drew's got contacts all over, the, all over the country that he can call on and ask questions and, and stuff like that. So I think that networking and opportunities like that's kind of helped us grow our business and become who we are today. I think something that the in industry as a whole drops the ball on is training and uh, helping get because there's a there's a big major labor shortage in the trades and especially in the HVAC industry. I'm sure everybody's experiencing it, but just those qualified, trained, technical minds that uh, the industry had so prevalent up until this point, and now you have a lot of those guys that are old and know everything but nobody's bridged the gap between taking their knowledge and giving it to the new the new generation so um just kind of thinking about those experiences we've had of getting to go to those trainings and and uh you know just uh we prior to covid we we got to travel for those so we got to see some pretty cool places why we went out to go to those trainings and and uh, bdr offers a lot of that stuff to take the level five mind and start to train that level one mind and and get them up to speed yeah it's, it's one thing that i've been grateful for i didn't know what hvac was when i went to school for hvac right and so i mean it just you, you got to start somewhere and uh and it's been a great uh, great career um for not only myself but a lot of people that work here a lot of people that are in the industry it's it's been an, an amazing opportunity and career and can be um for those that that are willing to put in the work you know i'm not built for an office so i had to do something and working with my hands is what i do best so i i enjoy it so if you're a junior or senior in high school and you're looking for a great <laughs> career come see us you know one thing that you know we're, we're talking about the last 20 years but kind of an exciting thing that we're rolling out uh january this next coming year is a career path Right to give uh, to give those younger guys a, a pathway to get from starting out to where you're a, a senior tech and and are making some good money and providing for your families and and the ability to do that and so sometimes it's hard to see that at 18 years old where I can be in five years from now or where I can be in three years from now but to be able to have this career path put forward where they can see that opportunity and and know that hey I can make a career out of it. So. And I'm a, I'm a pretty fast-paced individual myself. I like I just like change. I like to see things happen. And I, you know, I don't want to say too much instant gratification, but I do I do like things to happen faster than sometimes they do. So I know a lot of the new generation and the youth today they 
they struggle with that because why they look on social media and things change rapidly. They can, you know, scroll 200 videos in the matter of a 30 minutes, you know, they go through and or four hours, which I mean, sometimes you get, <laughs> sometimes you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. What day is it? But as far as that goes, I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool industry cause it's really a lot of change, a lot of challenge, a lot of new stuff in and out every day. And it doesn't take eight years worth of college to come do this and, and instantly start providing yourself with a good living that can continue to get better. And, and, uh, so I, I just, I think we're, you know, youth are at a, we're going to have to tailor some of this stuff that's happening within the trades and within the, the blue collar industries, um, to these youth and the way they've kind of the way their minds have been wired with today's technology and and things like that they don't want to do it the way their grandpa did it in the industry you know and and just uh, put your head down and go to work and which is what we do right but we have to tailor that to them to make it motivating and and intriguing for them you just look at the technology just from when you and i started in the trade or even you how much it's changed what's in the units nowadays compared to you know when steer yeah when steve first you know got his feet wet in the trade it's impressive how fast technology moves and you know that's one thing that we try to put an emphasis on is staying ahead of the curve on that um but it is i mean it's it's insane to see some of these units we get in it's like holy cow that's ins it does what you know what i mean that's that's what that's what's really cool about it too have you got to work on one of the new bryants yet D phone yeah, yeah, straight to the app. That's how you set all your blower settings, everything. So we're finally, they've been talking about them, talking about it. They're finally starting to roll in on the two-stage units. So it's, they're pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Like, it's it's cool to see. Like, and it, and it actually does work. I mean, that's how the guys are setting them up. So that's Yeah, that's I thought cool. it was yeah. really cool with uh, the Axial fan. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, that was really cool. That yeah. was nuts. Mm -hmm. We, we've talked about it before, like uh, when you get into crawl space in some of these homes in Farmington that are 60 and 70 years old, and they have metal ductwork with uh, flathead screws, and at the time they didn't have uh, they didn't have drills. So you think about whoever that guy was at the time, right? He's in there in a crawl space all day long trying to run metal pipe with flathead screws and screwed in without a power drill. I know you said something about how the, like, you know, the, the older guys used to do it. The grand, you know, our grandfathers used to do it. I don't want to do it like them. Uh, -uh that was too. I bet that was a terrible time. Yeah. That's, that's insane. But if you ask them, dude, they, they loved every second of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, man, that, that does not seem like a good time at all. You think they pre-drilled their holes? They couldn't just. No, down there. You I always, do it with that, that hand crank. Yeah. Drill just like the hand about, crank. Yeah. Oh man. Pop a hole in it. Put your screw in it. I know. You know, I, cause you're getting some of the ones in that, me that same metal duct. It was, it was right about that time. I, I, I want to say like in the sixties is, is about the time of the houses, but you get where some of them are only duct taped together. Like your yeah, house was. Yeah. And as soon as you touch, you're like, Oh, just let me, I need to just move this supply run. And it, you can literally watch it. It's like 40 foot long, five foot sticks. And it goes, you touch the first one and it goes, <laughs> and they all, it do it. And every, yeah, every one of them fall down all the way to the boot. And you're like, Dang it. <laughs> like, it's funny. have a power drill to put that back up. Yeah, with. yeah. Trevor and Lane are actually on one in the Caminas right now. That just happened to them. They were telling me about it. They were like, dude, we tried to move that plenum so we can get that new furnace in there. And literally, like, eight duck runs fell completely apart. <laughs> like, yeah, I know exactly what you're going through. That's terrible. And it's the house that we were talking about earlier with the water in it. Same thing. We were trying to insulate all that. Same thing. There was no screws in it, but there was that old duct tape. It was super brittle. As soon as you went to go to try to run that sleeve on there, it just and it all fell down all that's left is that one little bit of string yeah in the duct tape. It, yep yep <laughs> and you know what we're talking about because of what we did it at your house your yeah house. is that oh, yeah. yep yeah i had to fix some stuff yeah when we when we started in uh there was a supply house called four seasons supply and they'd supplied all this with all of our sheet metal fittings and all of our stuff like that and so it was ran by daryl hunt and he used to own hunt sheet metal back in the 80s and 70s i don't know how he's he's got to be 90 now but same way i'd go under these houses and he would i'd talk to him about what they were and he goes yeah we ran that duck system and i'm like man those guys did it they did it back in the day it wasn't a bunch of flex run all over the place and poor airflow they had exactly what they had they did it right man they, they and no foil on the insulation it was just just bare insulation mm -hmm. with yep. bailing wire that held it on 
so or whatever wire that they wrapped around it to keep it on the pipe but just crazy yeah. Hey, you talk about changing times. One of the biggest thing I think is airflow and the duct work. Like the way the the way these furnaces work off of static pressure and the way we have to design our duct systems and make sure how everything is perfect. But just because it's crazy to see these 40, 50 year old furnaces and they're still running with, and they've had inadequate return air their entire life. Like it's been working off a of one eight inch return that ran uh, through and up a wall or something just wild. And then it's like, we put this new one in and we're having to cut holes in these people's houses and this and that. And they're like, why are you doing that? Like this thing has worked forever. Well, it goes to say, I, I tell this to a lot of customers, they just don't make stuff like they used to. Like you gotta, if this thing isn't perfect, it's not up and running like a top, it's not going to run very well. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah left and right yeah it's no longer belt driven we don't roll like that no more <laughs> everything's direct drive you know speaking of insulation when i started in the industry for 25 years ago right it was r42 which was about an inch and a half insulation and now it's r8 where it's three inches of, it's like you're a six inch run looks like it's a 12 inch run now because it's so there's so much <laughs> insulation around it. it's yeah. crazy so and refrigerants how many different refrigerants you've been through two or three well, i didn't start back in the in the r12 days so well i thought it had to been at the end of the r12 right were they uh, it, was, it was pretty well phased out r12 was at that point i, I didn't I don't think I ever ran into a system that had R12, and I had some 502. Uh, it's almost like you're expecting to be like water and ice. <laughs> Didn't we talk about that on another podcast, like how they heated and cooled houses? Well, most of it was R22, right? In the early 2000s, it went to 410A, right? And here in 2025, it's all going to switch again. So I do forget it is 2025. Like 20 years ago was still in the 2000s. Yeah, I, I like that doesn't click to me. That, yeah 20 years ago for Skylar's 19 yeah that, <laughs> literally you ever see those memes those memes that say that it's like 20 years ago is 1980 like yeah. that's what it is it's literally in the 80s well yeah I saw that I saw a meme that was like uh, all, all these 90 90s kids walking around that are like yeah 1980s was just like 20 years ago mm -hmm. I, I'm the same way I was born 1980 yeah it was only it was only like 20 years ago yeah it's 20 20 years ago <laughs> I know these kids are like, some of the guys working with her say, I was born in 02. I was like, you were what? <laughs> like, that was after 9-11. Like, oh, no. <laughs> um, favorite memory of just, just being here overall? Steve's probably got a lot to choose from. But uh, what, what do you guys think? What's your favorite memory of just, just being here over the course of the time you've, you've been here? Like, I don't know how often you guys do it, but I know Richard's done it and Drew just did it like a week ago. But scaring Michelle, I don't do it no more. I, hmm, uh, uh yeah, she's gonna start throwing blows. But, but, uh, but yeah, if you scare Michelle, that's and you survive that, that's a that's a pretty good memory right there. Because <laughs> you're still alive to remember it. Yeah. Yeah, you you know that you got her good too when she looks at you, and you she doesn't have to say anything, but you can see the possible curse word that might come out. Yeah, like it, yeah. Like in her head, yeah, she's ran through ten of yeah. them already. <laughs> she's got you. <laughs> uh it is a really good time though that's a that's an ongoing good time just the i think um i mean just the environment in general right we're always joking i think drew's i would love to get a count on how many cans he's poked a hole in through the years like allegedly he's allegedly <laughs> he has ruined so many shirts like he just those of you guys that don't know drew and if you know drew in the future just watch out for this do not leave your canned drink if it's a red bull a rock star a canned coffee whatever it is if it's aluminum and you can poke a hole in it with a knife he will get you every time he pokes it just above the float level as <laughs> soon as you turn it up Oh, bam you're done or the one time that um i left my i think it was a kfc cup and this was at the old building and i came back <laughs> and not paying attention it was on my desk that was when me and richard or me and richard and drew were all in the same office and i came back and i just <laughs> pulled a big old pull through the straw there somebody had dunked it in a packet of hot sauce and <laughs> Arby's hot sauce or uh, uh, Taco Bell hot sauce. Uh, it almost came out my nose. That was that one was pretty rough. That was a bad one. I think Drew's so bad as he gets blamed even if he was nowhere around. He always should be. Yeah, he deserves it every time. Yeah, yeah, it's guilty and proven innocent at this point. Yeah, at one point I had every packet of sauce from. <laughs> 
Taco Bell to Burger King to if it was ketchup, mustard, it didn't matter. Arby's everywhere somehow ended up in my desk. <laughs> what about those Granger books too? Look, I just threw the Granger books away. Peanut butter cups. Peanut, peanut, butter, peanut cup. butter is still that was fantastic. That one's still a little. I'm still a little frustrated. I still find that like two years later, just random box. <laughs> Every time I see butter, peanut butter, I look at Drew like, it wasn't me. It wasn't you. Yeah, and that's why we can't have individual servings of peanut butter anymore. We have Correct. to share a community jar. Yeah. Correct. Because yep. you ruined it. <laughs> no, it was, no, he didn't want it in general. The first time around, I didn't want it. So it's on. That's on Ronnie's do not buy list. <laughs> do not buy individual servings of peanut butter. I think that's back when you were buying the snacks, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you got canceled. You got the favorite part is we all, most of the time, if one prank gets pulled on someone else, everyone else knows about it, like at least in our, you know, whoever's there at the office that day. So it's like the, the one time that all the packets are in your desk, we were laughing about it. I think it took him like a day to find them, though, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was out, Steve was out all day, and when he came back and he walked in his office and sat down at his desk, we all just like, just sm- smiling at each other, looking at each other in the office, and then here he comes with the whole thing <laughs> he'd end up dumping a whole trash can full right on drew as he was sitting at his desk oh well, we forgot to mention how we got all those packets so there was a there was a guy that we love we he's john you still live on here too um but uh he had a an, a manila folder that every time you went to lunch and he got some kind of folders. some kind of sauce packet, he would file them in his desk. He had a little spare spot in his desk, and and he would file the Taco Bell sauce in this folder, and he'd file the ketchup in this folder, and and which it was nice because then if you ever went to lunch and they didn't happen to give you your sauce, you knew you could go ask John and he'd have whatever you needed. Yep. Yeah, a quarter. Sure. I would have made bank. I Yep, but then when John moved on to to bigger and better things, he donated his his uh, whole Manila folders full of sauce to me, and then somehow it got to Drew's hands, and then somehow it made its way to Steve's desks. <laughs> yes, we're still running an active investigation. Yeah, on that, actually, we're not. You did it. That's oh, that. There's oh, no. Okay. So we're we're gonna have to give a quick summary on on this whole experience who's here. Who's gonna give? Who's gonna give the lowdown of this? All right, I'll give it. Okay. Okay. So what, what we did originally was we'd bought a truck, and I think like every truck, I got to drive it for the first 500 miles or so, give or take, Ish. 200 miles, yeah. whatever it was. And uh, so we set up the, uh, remote the remote start on my phone, on the Ford app, right? So it's on my phone. So Drew, and, Drew inherits a truck, and so I would randomly just start the truck. And like, Drew, why is your truck running? And he go out there. He's like, I don't. I didn't start. Well, I don't know why my truck's running. I'm on a roof. Why is your truck running? I, I'm on a roof. I don't so know. we we got to the point where I would look at the GPS, and he'd be out in Bloomfield somewhere. And so I call him up. Why is your truck running? He's just sitting there and idle. I don't know why it's running. And so I think at that point I'd called Jeremiah and told him, Hey man, if Drew calls you, <laughs> right, just tell him, dude. There, yeah, there's some call recalls on that, and so we'll have to get that in, or the thing will just start on fire. And uh, so then I then I laid low for a while, and everything was fine. So then I started it back up well, a few months later, yeah. three, four, four months later, started doing it again, and he's just like, dude, my truck's doing it again. I go out there in the morning. Which was convenient. I, I yeah. didn't even need to start it at that point. <laughs> that was so I'd, wait, I'd wake up and start his truck. And so, anyway. Like six in the morning, my truck's running. I go out to it. I'm like, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeremiah says, yeah, we got to get that in. There's a, there's a recall on that. It's going to start on fire. So, after we heard that. Who went with us? We all piled in one truck. Yeah, there was like seven of us. Like and, a regular and, cab and, truck. Yeah, yep. And we just go down, we go down to the firework stand and we buy some smoke bombs. Big ones, big smoke bombs. Big smoke bombs. And that really fast lighting fuse, remember that one? Yeah, that was spooky. So anyway, we get Risky and your wife involved in it, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Risky lights the smoke bombs and kelsey does our insurance as well so she's like this would be a fantastic let's burn a truck to the ground so anyway 
So we're all sitting there in a in a company meeting, and we had rigged the smoke bombs. Yeah, risky. Risky was scheduled to come in late because he had an irrigation problem or something. Whatever. Anyway, I didn't know this. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Know how much planning went into this? Okay. Yeah. And so he lights these smoke bombs, and Kelsey comes in the door and says, "Hey, there's a truck on fire out front." And what did you say? I knew it. I, knew I told it. you. I told you it's gonna happen. <laughs> I knew that truck was gonna burn down. Drew, Drew walked straight to the truck with a purpose. Yes, on a mission. And he's he's pulling tools out as fast as he can get because there's just smoke barreling out of this. He doesn't even try to put the fire nope. out either. Tools. Like I he, chalked yeah, it up. Got to learn. Somebody <laughs> didn't you tell somebody to grab a smoke or a Rudy fire extinguisher? Yeah, I told Rudy to grab a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Next thing I turn around, there's like 12 people with their phones out recording. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> He's got half his truck unloaded. The smoke bomb finally went out. <laughs> we ran out of snow. Just tools strung all over the street. Uh, good time. Drew's truck was going up in rainbow smoke. That's <laughs> a- <laughs> uh, remember the potato gun? Uh, yeah, get it again. That thing was, well, I don't think Steve knows about that. Yeah, we made a potato gun one time. Yeah, we did. I don't know where shop. you were. Yeah, it was, uh, we didn't have nothing to do and it was, it, it was, was like late. six o'clock. Yeah, it was late. It was dark out. And we were like, dude, nah, <laughs> we're making a potato gun. We, it was you, me, and Richard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We started making it, and then so we couldn't get it to ignite. Though we had all that, we what, had hairspray. We had what, what spurred the what spurred it was you had that igniter that had been sitting on your desk for like ever, yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. still worked, and we yeah. were always shocked each other with yeah. it. Yeah, you'd run by and do a drive by and just God. <laughs> so yeah, so we we ended up we, and we had to, we had this stuff there to uh, end up doing it. So we 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 go to do it, and we couldn't get it to ignite. And then so like we're doing it, we're doing it, and I'm just clicking the button, clicking the button, clicking the button. The <laughs> through the trash can yeah through the trash can shot through the trash can pete was pissed his trash can got smoked it was it was pretty good i still have it, it still sits in my shop i haven't touched it since nice yeah i took it home that was hilarious we got the thing to fire off a couple times mm-hmm. yeah yeah we still uh yeah yeah we made a potato gun i don't know where you were you'd probably been in on it but yeah we needed some, <laughs> we needed probably some we were having some malfunctions with it the thing would not light so yeah, we needed. Uh, so <laughs> Drew wasn't much help, so he's. Uh, I was in the front of it, looking down it. Yeah, <laughs> look and see if it's igniting. Why? I can't see past a potato. <laughs> oh, so dude, very, funny! Very funny. That was hilarious. All right. So to wrap this thing up, what uh, what are we looking forward to in 2024? What uh, what things you see coming? What uh, what are you excited about? I think growth overall in the company. I think uh, we have big plans. We just got done with uh, what we call business planning. You know, um, there's been three days locked in a room with each other, which usually turns out well, surprisingly. Um, yeah, it is. He takes up two chairs, but, um, so, but I think, uh, just, just overall growth, right. Our, our projection, I mean, we always plan to grow, but it, it's pretty funny cause we figure out how to do it with the same amount of people. And we finally got Steve coming around the corner. Like, Hey, if we're going to do this, we need to kind of expand our personnel on site so we can, we can kind of do this. We need, we need more people out there so we can service the community better. And we have, you know, shorter wait times and stuff like that, um, on the call out. So especially on the service side. I mean, it does come to the install side too, but on the service side. Um, but I, I think overall just looking forward to growth. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, we've all worked very diligently and hard on the career path. And so I think that's the most exciting thing for me, especially just kind of giving little snippets to the guys, you know, hey, we got this rolling out and they're they're all inquisitive and excited and asking questions. And I think it just gives that, that like we've talked about, that long-term sight that you're talking about, Steve, as far as this is what I'm shooting for, you know? So that's what I'm excited for. I'm excited to get that rolled out, get it into play. Um, like I said, a lot of hard work's gone into it. Um, and I'm excited to see that, much like our furnace, just blossom and just give anybody from who's been here tenured to anybody coming on man it gives them that that goal that site that long-term goal and it's just that's what i'm excited for it's going to be fantastic i think i'm going to join in with the rest of the nation and watch the the uh the election 
I hate election year. It's just a. Yeah. Uh, I think it draws out the the worst in a lot of people. But as a nation, we still stand pretty strong when it's all over with. So I'm excited for that. Um, on the business side of it, um, I, I do. I, I'm I'm super excited about the career path. Just uh, um, just to see how that works out with the guys and, and bringing new potential on um, and giving them a, a clear path on how they can they can become the best that they can become um as well and uh you know like like skylar said you know with some of the some of the stuff we put together business planning you know it's we'll have to be bringing on some new guys and so that's always uh that always brings some fun things in it into it with a bunch of training that we end up doing and and trying to get them up to speed as fast as possible so they can they can achieve their goals as well and so i think 2024 is going to be a a fun year it's going to be a hard year i believe but i think we've we've all pretty much committed to uh we like hard things so we can get we can get through it yeah for some reason i'm just drawn to hard things <laughs> it's like really hard for me not to take the easy path so which i like i'm, I'm I, I like that so um i'm excited for uh new little one to grow up a little bit he's pretty boring right now so he's uh <laughs> He just he just lays around, he just lays around, does nothing. Yeah, so, uh, but then he'll turn out like his brother, a little terror. But uh, we'll have to put him in line. But anyway, I'm, I'm excited for that. See him grow up a little bit. See the other kids get to go do some fun things with them. Um, on the business side, I'm I'm excited to just serve more customers. I think we had a. Uh, um, kind of a uh, realization like Skylar said at business planning just uh, realizing that we have a presence in the community and a lot of people want us to be there and work on their stuff and and uh, you know sometimes there's long wait times and and we do have people that are very patient with us and and you know go without cooling or go without heating for a length somewhat of a lengthy amount of time to so that we can get there and, and be the ones to work on their stuff and for me, I, I don't know, that's a huge compliment. I, I couldn't imagine being um, that patient um, as far as that goes, just, just realizing how patient they really are with us and especially new customers and existing customers and being able to just serve more of the community. I think that'll be fun. And and along with that, I the, the other aspect of that that uh, only we really get to see, not, you know, the community doesn't see, but uh, just seeing the in-house staff grow and taking these trying to figure out how we can get these kids out of high school that want to come and make this their career and then see them set goals and achieve them and, and be just along for the ride in, in what they accomplish. So that's exciting for me to, to see others succeed, and I'm excited for that. So Cool. Wahoo. I think that uh, that ends our podcast for today. Um, talked about some good stuff, some fun stuff, and uh, I hope all everyone who, who watches this enjoys it gets to get a little sneak peek into what we do on a daily basis and the fun we get to have, but also the, the work we get to do, and, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>